You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Love Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California, and I'm so glad you could be with me. Got a great show, and it's all about children. Now, with all the chaos going on in the world, how do you get the universe and the planet to evolve to another level? Well, it starts with educating your children, but... It has to do with having them communicate with the parent and there's no better way to do that than by reading. I want to introduce to you tonight Mr. Matt Scott who has written many incredible books and it's a children's series and he doesn't state it's the law of attraction but I got to tell you these books have to do with everything about the law of attraction. You are teaching your child to be powerful, to stay out of victimhood, to find the beauty of life, to appreciate and to have gratitude and to visualize. This is important stuff. We could evolve this entire planet away from the lack of understanding how the mind works into creating powerful human beings who can just take all of the good and the bad and the ugly and understand that simply their perception of it. Again, we need to look at this at this very time while we're on the planet and understand that we can shift the planet by helping our children evolve into another level. And I love these books. It's called Find Something Awesome. And uh, truly, it is allowing children to become powerful beings. I am so grateful to be bringing this wonderful person, Mr. Matt Scott, who I consider to be the new Dr. Seuss. Matt is a believer and is dedicated to the success of children. And he knows that everything starts from understanding what's going on in the mind, taking responsibility for what you think. And what better age to do this than with the children zero to seven? And repetition of reading a book over and over again, which children love, cements this right into their brain. This is the teaching that will stay with them for the rest of their lives. So I want you to really pay attention about how you can help your child to succeed in life by allowing them to understand what is going on. We have a great show for you tonight, and I am so honored and so pleased to introduce you to Mr. Matt Scott. So let's take a fast commercial break, then we'll be right back and uh, digging into what I call one of the most worthwhile subjects that I've ever had on this show. Nothing is more important than you passing on the knowledge of the law of attraction and the power that it possesses into the child that is really the next generation to succeed. I'm so excited to be bringing this to you. We'll be right back after these words.
It's here. It's hot. And it's a must read. It's the science behind The Law of Attraction magazine. Every issue brings you great articles and in-depth how-tos from all your favorite Law of Attraction experts, authors, scientists, and medical professionals. Go to lawofattractionmagazine.net. That's lawofattractionmagazine.net. Welcome, Matt Scott, to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I am thrilled to be talking to you because I consider you to be the new Dr. Seuss. (laughs) (laughs) Would be truly awesome. (laughs) But what I've noticed from just talking to you this little bit through the uh, video or our recording is that you are still very much a kid at heart. That's what your vibration is. It's just wonderful. But you're very, very professional because you're also, um, you work as a medical rep Mm -hmm. for medical devices. Yeah, for uh, over 20 years, I've been in medical device sales for trauma and um, total joints. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a service industry, but it's a sales industry. It's definitely a, you know, reap what you sow industry that's just like everything based on trust and, um, ex- you know, experience and, and uh, reliability and, uh, of course, uh, quality product. So, you know, I've, I've had to utilize principles that, that have been put out in this book my whole career, you know, and, you know, and, uh, to success, I should say. Yeah. Great. It's been a great career and, um, it's, it's all about helping people. You know, I, it, if this story is relevant or not, I mean, I initially went to college because I wanted to go to med school and <clears throat> I didn't get in and I didn't get in again and I didn't get in again. So it's three wow. years. And in that time period I had moved to Oregon and I was working, I, I mean, serendipitously, if there isn't another uh, situation in my life that was, this was the one. I, you know, it's a longer story, but um, I had two voice messages on my on my phone when I came back from a weekend, and this is, I don't know, 1996. And the first one was uh, the fact that I didn't get accepted for a job uh, cleaning rat cages. Uh, because they they felt the in my mind they found somebody more experienced or more qualified, and so the next voice message on my machine uh, was quite literally the other interview I had that day, which was uh, to work in an orthopedic research lab, which gave me uh, uh, knowledge and uh, introduction into orthopedics. So during those three years, I was applying to med school. Uh, you know, I did a deep dive, like why am I not getting in? What's going on? And I, and I keep asking myself, why am I doing this in the first place? And the, and the answer was because, and it didn't come easy, but the answer came, and the answer was because it makes me feel good to help people. Mm. And I realized I wasn't getting into med school. You know, I had good grades. I had good scores. It just wasn't happening. So I realized I could still fulfill my desire, which was helping people uh, by utilizing that uh, principle and passion into a career and so that's what I did I never focused on the dollar I still don't focus on the dollar uh, I literally focus on you know what can I do to help either the patient or the physician uh, or any situation that I'm in the nurse you know the staff uh, my couriers um, people that work with me whatever it is you know I knew that it made me feel good to help people so. well Looking back, though, had you been or become a doctor, you probably would not have had time to write or conceive of these books. So, in my view, you are helping the planet to evolve by the generation. And the babies are what we forget about. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, helping the uh, the planet to evolve, you know, I think it's already there. Hopefully, we can figure it out. 
that's <laughs> but the, but but your book is teaching people <clears throat> their own power within their minds and that is helping children and it's vital because you are grabbing them between the years of zero to seven Mm-hmm. So these are the very powerful years that things will stick with them for the rest of their life. This is when the cells are building their memory. And it is powerful. Yeah, I agree. It, I, I felt, I mean, I could talk on this subject for a long time. But um, when I started noticing sort of my own stuff and what was going on and, and witnessing the world for how it was and, and peeling the onion, so to speak, I recognize I had bad habits, you know, and, and reactive bad habits, and I still do, and I still have to, you know, deal with it, and, and everybody does, but witnessing them, you know, is, is, is part of the key. But my point is, um, we need to talk to kids about these things before they develop these bad habits, you know, and define these things and tell them, hey, this is what your brain's going to do. Hey, this is what the world does. Hey, you know, this is what it means to um, set a goal. You know, this is what it means by the world's going to respond or seek and you shall find or, you know, any of these cliches that we all just sort of walk through and hear. There's actually meaning behind all of them and proof and and capability and uh, and results, you know. So, like I say, working with the kids and even my own, I have I have three now that are eight, seven and uh, and three and they're a blast. Oh. And it's so challenging as a dad. I mean, what's the most number one question you hear from the kids is why. And they challenge you on everything, right? And so short of becoming an astrophysicist, uh, <laughs> you know, you have to answer these questions. And and you and the base of a lot of their questions is, is a literal insecurity um, that you have to say, hey, listen, you have to believe in yourself. You have to love yourself. You have to be thankful for what you have already. You have to stop, you know. Uh, release the fear. All, yeah. And you're teaching them how to release the fear, which is the most dominant thing in our society today because we have constant fear being thrown at us. So you are teaching the child from a very early age to understand how their mind works. And how they can change the way they think in order to change your life. Now, that's the basics of Law of Attraction. So, you don't say it's the Law of Attraction book, but I can say this is the Law of Attraction books. This is the series. And I do want to state that I, and I wrote about this in the article because you're featured in the magazine. These books are so phenomenal. You've got, you know, I I just got to tell the world about them. But I said in the article that my father read to my brother and I when we were young. And he read The Cat in the Hat. Mm -hmm. That memory stayed with me for my entire life. And it was a moment in time that I felt so secure, so loved, so appreciated that even while he was dying, I remembered that moment. Hmm. Ah, Hmm. it is so beautiful. So you built, you're building a memory when a child is read to by their father, by their mother, by their cousin. It's that closeness, it's that intimacy that you can't get that's going to really stay with with the child forever and and that's what you're doing for your child but in hindsight you're doing it for the world well i hope so um you know i i tell my children with all sincerity if i teach them anything well the first thing that i say is hey i'm your dad it's my job to teach you how to use this how to use your brain how to witness the world how to you know uh achieve your goals but uh, I say to them if I teach you anything if I can walk away (laughs) if I can teach them anything (laughs) yeah wow (laughs) (laughs) I know I know it's coming up to understand the power of gratitude Mm. and it opens the doors it opens the door (laughs) not even 
individually but to the entire world right so you uh, really these books are phenomenal and and i just want everybody to go out and buy them. even if you don't have kids or grandkids go out and buy these books and give them to the kids on the street give them away so that they can have a chance to know how they are going to create their life and if they don't have that message how can they do it so i want to first start because you have a series of four but it's turning into a series of six so i want to start with the first book this series which is what color is your butterfly and i'm holding it up right now and i'm showing it and i featured this one in the magazine but what you are helping a child to do is rethink their fear into such a positive light. Now, talk about this story because I think it's absolutely wonderful. Yeah, you know, um, that started sort of the inspiration, I guess. Um, I had an episode with Chloe who was three or four. I think she was four at the time, maybe three. Um, and she was hysterical. You know, she came into her room, she's in her bed, and she's upset about something, and she's hysterical, like we all know a three-year-old can be. Tears are running down her face, and, you know, I'm her dad. I'm like, I, I want to fix this. You know, I, wanna, I want to uh, crack the code. I don't want my daughter to be sad. And, and so, and of course, whatever she was sad about, it was, it was just so little, you know, like uh, just something so massively unimportant. But of course, it's her world. And so, what I what I did was I just said, "Hey, Chloe," I said, "I go hi." I go, "I understand you're upset." I said, "But you know what? I I forgot. I really need to know what's your favorite color." And she kind of looks at me, and she's still crying, hysterical. Just wow, she's like <laughs> pink. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's right. I remember that. Your favorite color's pink." And I said, "What?" Um, I go, "Could you think of something that's pink?" something in your room, you know, something around here or something that you can think of. And she, you know, I knew she loved Peppa Pig. I mean, we watched that 5,000 times and she loves Peppa Pig. So she says, well, Peppa, you know, she's crying still. Peppa's pink. I go, right. You love Peppa, don't you? She says, yeah. I said, can you think, can you think of something else that's pink? And she says, you know, and she looks around, she sees her teddy bear or whatever it was. And she says, well, my teddy's pink. And I said, yeah, your teddy bear. Isn't that awesome? Do you love your teddy bear? She says, yeah. She says, well, and, and my, my piggy bank, my piggy bank's pink. She starts looking around the room. She's like, oh, my, I got some flowers over here. She says, dad, dad. She says, look. And within a minute, she's giggling and laughing, and, you know, tears are still on her face, and she's just like, boom, like she just walked out of Disneyland, you know? And, and I'm like, I'm looking at this thing going, wow, I need to develop and understand more for myself and my kids and how to teach them the fact that their feelings come from what they're thinking. And, um, and of course, boom, that, that is massively true. You, you know, it, it can never be incorrect. And in fact, it changes your feeling instantly if you can control it. And, and, and control what you're focused on and think about and love what you're thinking about. Uh, and so that, that sort of inspired the whole, the whole uh, book series. And, and through those pathways of just my entire life, really, of, of being, uh, if anything, I could be labeled a seeker, you know, a seeker of truth. I've been reading everything. Um, I can look over here. I mean, uh, think and grow rich. <laughs> how, to, how to think like Albert Einstein, um, you know, every single book, Highly Effective Powers, you know, uh, the seven what is it, Habits of Highly Effective People, uh, really got into Emmett Fox with diagrams. Ooh, for yeah. But the point is, I've read all these things, and all of a sudden it just sort of solidified into, oh my gosh, I'm starting to understand this, and I, this is sort of a root of everything is your feelings, how you're feeling comes from what you're thinking. And that, and that moved on into, you know, book two, book three, and book four. And I think book four really does get into uh, the law of attraction. And, and the title of the book is, have you ever witnessed what your world, or have you ever watched what your world does? Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, it's not, it's not an accident. Uh, it seems to be a secret. 
you know, <laughs> but it should it be. It does. Yeah, it shouldn't be. And unfortunately, uh, you know, the path, or fortunately, the pathway to get there is is exactly the same we've as we've heard of all of our lives, as we've heard of in every single self-help book we've ever read. The pathways are all the same. And if you can, you can, Bring that down to a three-year-old, a four-year-old, a five-year-old, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, doesn't matter, um, into simple steps. They're the same ones. You know, step one is quite literally love what's in front of you. Find something awesome. Step two, book two, is have you ever thanked a rainbow? It's quite literally be thankful. Be thankful. You can't be thankful unless you first praise something, unless you first love something. There's nothing thank you can say oh you know I'm very thankful it doesn't work you know you have to literally say whoa so that's awesome and then you say thanks for being in my life today that tree right there so beautiful look there's a little nest in there look at all those greens in that tree holy cow that's beautiful thank you you know and I like to say another example like if, if it's, it's a good one you're walking by a beautiful sunset, okay? And it's yeah. to your back. Don't see it. And you're angry or whatever you're angry about. And you're just having a bad day. And then you turn around, you know, <clears throat> and you look at the sunset, okay? And it's beautiful. And you go, boom, whoa, that is beautiful. A, you feel good. B, it, it wasn't the sunset making you happy. It was the fact that you turned around, looked at it, and said, holy cow, you know, you're beautiful. And then, thank you for being here in my life. Thank you for letting me see this right now. Man, oh, man, guess how you're feeling now. I mean, it was, like I said, it wasn't the sunset that did it because you had to turn around to see it. You had to take that action step. And t- take the action of literally telling it it's beautiful and then being thankful that you have it there in your life. You know, that, in my opinion, that opens your mind, opens my mind which is a whole other category of brain. You know, we've got our ego and we've got our mind, in my opinion. It's in, I, I address this in book five, which isn't out yet, <clears throat> but I believe that the, the imagination is the same as the mind, is the same as what some people even call self. It's the same thing. And all the cliches that we say, if you understand that all it is is the image in your head, it's back here, and you stand in front of it, and you witness the world respond with the actions that are that are taught, uh, that go, in my opinion, all the way down to physics. I mean, you know, Newton's second law of attraction is in giving, you shall receive. Or yeah, it's you know, uh, what is it? It's for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. It's physics. You can prove it with math. So if right. you can do it with this, watch watch the response. It has to happen. It's the promise people say that is uh, coming you're right and but let's go a step beyond because people can take the action step turn around and see the sunset but do they actually see it enough where they can feel the beauty and so what you're telling the children is see the beauty so you're giving them the message right off the bat right. that we have to keep our eyes open and you're doing this all the way through your books Mm-hmm. Keep your eyes open and see the miracle of life. That's what you're really teaching them. And, you know, we adults, when we get stuck in our little garbage stuff, we have a hard time seeing the beauty. Mm-hmm. And if you learn it as a child, the difficulty is removed. You have got the whole beautiful world ahead of you. Right. And and, and the action... The action step to seeing something beautiful is, is, is literally find something awesome about whatever's in front of you right now. That, that, in my opinion, I hate to say it, it dumbs it down. You know, it says, well, what am I supposed to do to see beauty? Well, you have to look for it first. So find some, look around, find something awesome. And you can't just look. I struggled with this when I first uh, wrote the books. I'm like, well, does that mean blind kids can never be happy because they can't see? And I'm like, well, it's. It can be anything. You can hear the beauty. Look for it with your ears. You can touch the beauty. You know, look for it with your hands. It doesn't matter what it is. And that's why in book uh, two, I'm like, you know, it says that. you got five senses to use to find beauty. You know, using your eyes happens to be probably the easiest. Well, at least it is for me. Um, but you got five. 
So yeah. use them and, and use every one of them to find something awesome. You know, it's like you hear that bird chirping. Whoa, it's not beautiful until you tell it is. It's been chirping the yeah. whole time, you know. So Right, yeah. right. I love this. I love this. <clears throat> so it says for book two, you're teaching kids the power and fun of positive thinking and gratitude in everyday life. By showing them how gratitude leads to happiness. Mm -hmm. Now, the basis of the story of is how have you ever thanked a rainbow? So, tell us a little bit about that story. And by the way, I've got to tell everybody, but the stories are written as a poem, mm -hmm. which reminds me so much of Dr. Seuss. You know, that's why. I call you the new Dr. Seuss, but continue on. Tell us about the storyline of book two. Well, um, it's exactly that. You know, I, I pose questions in every book title. Yes. And because I, I hope it, 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 it inspires thought. And um, like I, I had said previous, you know, just being, just finding something awesome is, is one thing, but then how do you harness that? <clears throat> what I witnessed uh, is that you literally have to be thankful in order to to harness that energy yeah. um, to turn it into something else and, and and there's a pathway there you know um, and, and I I think it's physics you know I think it's even biology is is in tune with it but you have to harness that energy and how do you do it You're, you be thankful that you got to see it in the first place and that and that and captures that that moment that energy that you just got back right. um and so it's it's quite literally step one find something awesome step two is book two you know be thankful real easy things to remember i can't i can't remember long lists or complicated equations but i can okay. remember four of them and you know find something awesome and be thankful um once that door's open you use that energy what do you do with it well, I mean, as, as said in the books, you turn it into self-love. You turn it into an image that you want to seek. Very importantly, to, to love yourself, mm. to love you. Uh, book five actually splits those two things up uh, because I believe we're even saying it. You know, I love myself. Well, if there's an I and there's a self, there has to be two things. There's you and your, there's yourself, which is your imagination. And I believe the law of attraction uh, teaches to love the image that you're seeking. Create a vision board. You know, it's just an image. It's an image that you're seeking. I mean, I, I've had this come up several times in conversation. How does the world know how to respond to what you're seeking if you never tell it? Right? And so how do you tell it? Well, first you got to open your mind. Well, how do you do that? Well, you have to be grateful well how do you do that well you have to find something awesome okay so find something awesome be grateful create the image in your head and watch the world respond and in that process you also learn and discover yourself you learn to love yourself you learn i've learned through the you know moving into book three that this energy that you're giving yourself uh, it's a it's a reaction to seek it from something else, seek it from other people. Like, hey, am I good enough? Is this person like me right now? You know, um, am I am I wearing the right shirt or wearing the right hat? We all do it, you know. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and when do we do it? You know. So book three, you know, I I discovered the power of of finding something awesome and being thankful, and then I witnessed when I would when I would actually stop doing it, and it was always at a challenge. It was always at something. Uh, you know, painful. It was always at any, what I call interference to my desire. So anything that I wanted, when I felt like I couldn't get it, it could be as easy as, as hanging a, a shirt on a hanger that doesn't go on the thing and I get angry. I'm like, stupid hanger, what's it thinking? I'm trying to, you know, your brain does this. And I'm like, whoa, why is my brain doing this? And <laughs> but the reality is you can shut it all off again by going back to step one, step two, recreate your image, love yourself, and and as you practice it, you get better at it, and, and you, I think we'll all witness the bad habit that we all have in reacting to, to 
excuse me, interference to our desire with um, opening our ego, which is quite literally thinking about what other people are thinking, thinking about what other people are thinking about me. You don't need to do that. You know, it's a false energy that, that doesn't, it in fact, closes your mind and is a closed mind, so to speak. And it's the arc that you create this, this, you just shut off from the world. And I know, I know that you had mentioned earlier that I haven't labeled my books anything. I've had Christians uh, praise my books. I've had Law of Attraction people praise my books. But like I said earlier, all these messages are the same. And, and one of my favorite stories, very easy to, to translate from these, is Noah's Ark. In a nutshell, Noah has a problem, right? He's got a flood. What does he do? <laughs> Shuts off his mind. What does he have to find? Land. He has to find a solution to his problem. So even in the Bible, what does he do to find a solution to his problem? He lets out a black bird to find land, right? Does he find it? No. Black bird. What's, what's black bird symbolize? You know, negativity, anger, frustration. Dang it, you know. Um, so he tries to find a solution to his problem again. He lets out another black bird, right? Doesn't find land. Frustration, anger. Third thing he does, what's he do? He lets out a white bird, right? What does a white bird symbolize? love you know yeah. very easy you know guess what Noah finds bird comes back you know reed or whatever in his mouth solution to problem that's the power in the stories of the Bible that should be being taught and th th those are the messages that everyone's trying to teach and those are the messages that everyone's trying to learn unfortunately the translations are so lost I'm in fifth grade and in Bible class on Sunday building an ark out of popsicle sticks I'm like well how does this actually make me understand anything okay I just built an ark out of popsicle sticks <laughs> but really what you're doing is the stories are trying to teach people that love can literally change the world witness it you know and change your life and yeah change your life and you know there's a page in I think it's book four uh, have you ever watched what your world does and the kids are looking at the book and there's some swirls around and stuff. Oh, and there's another one. There's a there's a planet, you know, the Earth that's in a uh, a pinwheel. Right. And the pinwheel's not moving, but the next image is the kids, you know, with hearts coming out of them, and the pinwheel starts to spin. And, and what shows up in the image is is what they're looking for the whole time in the book. And so that message in Noah's Ark in the Bible is incredibly powerful right it's the message and you could see those messages in every single book that I've ever read uh, regarding self-help or psychology or spirituality or whatever it is the messages are the same learning how to do it is the problem learning how to tr to teach someone else is the problem you know learning how to teach your kids how to do that is the challenge yeah and so, and you can witness their, you can witness their egos, you can witness their challenge, you can witness your own, you know, and practice the methods to get past it and watch the world respond. And you know, and, and that's what I, I like because you're getting the, the parent and the child to start communicating by the questions in the back of the book. Like, and I want to show this picture of the questions that you give. Um, and the capabilities but some of the questions are what are you going to do right now what is the good thing for you to say to yourself if you haven't found anything awesome yet <laughs> these are great questions because it's starting the important communication right. of life and um, so often parents will read the book but that's where it ends and it continues on and continues continues on but you explain the capabilities of why did you put the capabilities for the parents to understand what is going on in the book or what was that for well it was just a summation uh, the capabilities are saying listen this is what we can do this is what our brains do. This is what our brains can do. And it just, you know, lists it out. Instead of having to remember the whole story, you know, you just remember the capabilities that you have. And 
and, and important things that, uh, that we can do. Like you were mentioning uh, some of your favorite questions. You know, if, if, if any listener today uh, goes away with anything from this interview, ask yourself, how do I handle interference to my desire? How do I handle interference to my desire? What do I do when I don't get what I want? And uh, you'll witness a little pathway there. And the first step out is, you know, thinking about what something or someone is thinking. Watch it happen. And you can stay in that for as long as you want. Or you can just open the door to the right, which means take a deep breath, look up, find something awesome and be thankful and shut it all off. You know, so that question in itself is probably one of the most powerful ones to me. How are you hand? How do you handle interference to your desire? Watch what your brain does. This is so great because, boy, that's information we adults need. That's the information teenagers need. Right. Yeah. What do you? Because. Mm -hmm. Why are you bullying? You know. We all, we all know as adults the psychology of a bully, right? The, the kids don't. And these bullies, we've heard about it and heard about it. And they've made, uh, you know, we've, there's been uh, obviously a lot of attention given to it. But bullies are really all about energy, right? And we all know that, oh, well, that kid's parents probably did something or whatever. Or they were the oldest or whatever the psychology pathway is uh, of experience. It's still just energy. And so, so teaching what our, our, our innate biology does uh, for, for this energy to the kids is a way to end bullying. It's, it's a way to end all of these things that, that, are, that we have done biologically and historically. It ends it all. You know, it's, it's amazing to me to witness, you know, the pathways that were generated out of um, fear, ego, you know, energy seeking, insecurity. That's what insecurity is. Insecurity is needing someone else or something else in order to feel happy. In other words, for bullying, you need someone else yeah. to be smaller than you. Right. You need to dominate. Yeah. You, need, you have that need. That bully needs someone in order to feel good about themselves. Okay, and you can witness that bully and not give it to him, punch him in the nose, whatever it needs to be, but you don't do that. That's your anger. But you don't have to feel bad because a bully is treating you badly. You don't have to feel bad unless you're tapped into, hey, I really, I need other people to make me feel happy, and this guy's obviously being a jerk to me, so I don't feel good about myself. Well, if you turn that access off in the first place, you say, wait a minute, I'm awesome, I can do this. I'm awesome. I can love myself. I don't need someone or something to tell me that I'm awesome. I can do it myself. And then when somebody comes along that's a jerk, you're just like, wow, that guy's a jerk. And I'm just going to keep going on my day and love myself and, and do what I can, you know, and hopefully teach that person that, you know, the, path of th the pathway that they're using to, to seek confidence is a bad one, is a false one, you know? Yeah, it's So it's, it's amazing to me. And again, all these lessons that you learn and, everybody does it every kid does it you you yeah. witness it so you can teach your kids you know through easy steps of capabilities that they have and things that your brain's going to do and hopefully not develop these bad habits by a being aware of it you know they always say to, to break a bad habit you have to first be aware of why you're doing it and so if you can if you can teach these easy methods capabilities early on highlight them, let them know they have them, then hopefully they'll witness them early on and not develop the bad habits in the first place. Mm, I love that. Now, which book talks about, because here, especially in today's world, people become victims and they come stuck in their victimhood. How do you address that for children? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, again, a victim is a is somebody that thinks they can't, or or somebody that thinks that their self confidence and their capabilities 
and the results in their lives so far are the result of what other people are doing. And, you know, that is, there's nothing further than the truth. You know, it's, it, it gets into, <clears throat> I can do this, right? And if you say, you know what, I, I have this in my life because of this, or this person thinks this, and therefore, here I am, and this, this is terrible, and this is just my life. You're a victim. You know, if, if you don't think that you can, okay, if you don't think that you can, and you witness something that's happened in your life, and you let that drag you down, you're a victim. And then you start blaming it, you know, and <laughs> blame is one of the, I mean, I blame, everybody blames, right? Yeah. It's one of the pathways that you know you're on the wrong path. You know? Yeah. And yeah, it's a telltale sign. If you're blaming, turn it off. You don't even have to think about it again. How do you turn it off? Find something awesome. Be grateful. Right? Move on. Recreate the image that you're seeking in your mind and keep walking forward. Those three things. You, you, you know, sometimes I get stuck on, man, why am I blaming? And I'm trying to think. And next thing I know, I'm 16 miles later driving down the road still thinking about why I'm blaming. And I realize every single time that I can just shut it off right away and but again witnessing or, or paying attention to what you're feeling what you're thinking is is what we are all capable of doing you know and and if you recognizing that you're blaming you're using the wrong part of your mind your, your brain your ego okay you're, you're the victim of of the circumstance and you're blaming and and you have to turn it off. And yeah, you're kind of giving away your power right. to another person. Exactly right. When the child has got to learn, I'm powerful. Right. I can create <laughs> the power of my mind. I am brilliant. I can do anything. I don't need to blame. I am powerful. Right. Right. And the second they hit blame, the second they hit want, the second they hit uh, unfair. You know, oh. the second they hit sad even, you know, or uh, <clears throat> feeling incapable, anything that is would be considered not good or unhappy or, not, or, or, or even failure, you know, you can witness that and turn it around. And you can teach your kids that this is what their brain's doing. And it's one of the first sentences I think in my, uh, on my website is, uh, you know, our brain doesn't come with a user's manual, and but <laughs> there's absolute concepts, capabilities, and things that everyone needs to know, or else you're going to develop bad habits, and uh, and you're going to not get what you want. You're going to be not happy, and <clears throat> or what you desire, and so you know we could talk for hours on that subject, of course, but um, again introducing the concepts of, of what your brain does and when it does it and what you can do and what the world does is the root of everything you know uh, and, and every uh, psychology and religion out there you know and you're basically showing the kids that their happiness is not based on something outside of them but right. it's how they see the world Right. So it's their happiness is up to them. They've got to take responsibility. And if they're not feeling happy, then they're not finding something awesome. That's right. That's right. Easy, easy said, right? Easy said, easy habit, natural habit, you know, biological habit, whatever you want to call it. Absolutely. You know, hey, take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. You know, focus your mind. We all say it. You know, gather yourself. You know, gather yourself. Right. I mean, gather yourself. Made me laugh the other day. It's like, well, there has to be me gathering something. Well, quite literally, it's your imagination. And and how do you turn your imagination back on? How do you turn yourself back on? How do you gather yourself? The only way I found, the literal only way I found, is to praise and thank. Right. Mm. Find something awesome and be thankful. Shuts off the the ego, the negative. Puts you back into the now which is you, you know, um, is it Eckhart Tolle, the power of now? Yeah. <clears throat> Brings you back to the now. You know, another thing that I say to myself, 
it's funny how we have this nomenclature. Another thing that I say is, uh, is this is my new now. Breathe. This is my new now. This is my new now. Right now. You know, find something awesome. Be thankful. Recreate the image in my head that I'm trying to seek. This is my new now. So, um, very powerful uh, thing to say to yourself as well. And in that moment, you know, I'm awesome. I can do this. You know, I asked my kids, uh, how do how do they uh, how do they turn on their mind? How do they get what they want? Well, first you have to fuel your mind, right? You have to fuel the rocket ship. This is book five. Well, you have to fuel the rocket ship. How do you fuel the rocket ship? Find something awesome and be thankful. Okay. Um, and uh, how do you turn the rocket on? How do you ignite the rocket for that dream to take off? I am awesome, I can do this. I am awesome, I can do this. In between, you're creating the dream. The dream is the rocket, you know? And so you have to you have to fuel the dream, love the world, create the image, you know, um, uh, know with faith, you know, these are bigger words for kids, but know with faith that I believe and I have faith that if I fuel this rocket with the correct fuel, and then I stand in front of it and I say, I am awesome, I can do this. You believe, you watch the world respond. So again, I ask my kids, you know, how do you fuel the rocket? Find something awesome and be thankful. What are you looking for? What are you trying to do? This is what I'm trying to do. Okay, how do you ignite the rocket? I'm awesome, I can do this. I'm awesome, I can do this. And, and witness the world respond. It, it, it can't not happen. That's the promise. Let me ask you how as a parent and after understanding the mind of children and how they think and how you think how do you discipline children then because we were never taught how to discipline children <laughs> as adults and you know that's where we go haywire you know it's like <sighs> yeah. so how how do you discipline right and do they even need it because they're more self-aware? Oh, yeah. My kids absolutely need it. <laughs> you know, everything is a practice, right? And every step has a, a capable failure and a capable opportunity. Um, it's a great question. My wife and I talk about this all the time. Um, in fact, a funny thing to say, which is, uh, of course, a joke. I say, uh, I don't condone child abuse, but I certainly understand it. <laughs> but the point is we all have our challenges to uh, you know to not react ourselves right to get angry because our kids are right. going to mimic what we do and so my discipline to my kids is is basically a timeout. you know I take them into their room I say you need to go into your room you need to take you know uh, I want you to take five deep breaths I want you to count to 50 and I want you to think about something that you really love okay and when you're done with that, and then I'll go in their room and I'll talk to them. And I say, hey, where did you, where did you deviate? Why are you angry? Why did you punch your sister? <laughs> you know, why, why are you upset because you wanted six cookies when you had one? You know, uh, any of these things, it's really a conversation. And the, and the challenge for me is to not to get angry. And I fail. You know, everybody fails. And I have to do the same thing, you know. Um, it's interesting, though, that, that taking a breath <clears> – <throat> is is so important because you know it's it's literally calming the mind down but there's there's pathways of biology uh, that that uh, justify even our understanding psychologically to say hey take a deep breath you know what we're breathing I was a I was a microbiology major in college and uh, and and ox oxygen is what we're breathing what does oxygen do does anybody really pay attention to that Oxygen literally carries energy from the created mitochondria across the mitochondria, creating the energy from breakdown of stuff. It Oxygen literally carries the energy across membranes. That's what it does. It carries wow. energy. So what are you wow. doing when you're breathing? You're, get, you're giving yourself more things inside your body that can move energy. And, and so... You know, all the way down to biology, it all makes sense. So again, getting back to the question of discipline, I, 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 I put them outside of, a, of the situation, you know, um, as best I can. Um, I ask them to breathe. 
I ask them to think about why. Uh, I ask them to think, say, hey, is this, I, I say, is this your monkey mind? Is this your reaction? Is this your ego? Or did you really, you know, do you really think you need that? Do you really, is this how you respond? So we, we have conversations about it. And they don't always translate. I don't always get it, you know, through their minds. Um, I'm not always successful, but with practice and repetition and understanding what I'm saying and controlling my own uh, reactions to interference to my own desire, I'm hoping that they uh, they figure it out. And, you know, like I said. That, that is so good because what you're doing is allowing the parent to discipline themselves right. as they are communicating with the child. Right. So there's a great big learning process, not just for the child, but for the adult. And we keep on thinking as an adult that we know better and we stop our learning. But really, that's the time that we can fully understand how our own mind works Right. So that we can better engage not only with our children, but the world around us. Yeah. So that's an important step is disciplining yourself. And you said some very key words there. That's a good place that we adults never stop growing. We never stop evolving. We never stop thinking. So these books, once we read it to a child, it's going to sink into us too. <laughs> right. I mean, again, you know, when you're when you're frustrated with your kid freaking out in the, in, the, in the grocery store, I want this, I want that, you know, whatever it is. How are you handling interference to your desire? How am I going to handle this? Well, I'm frustrated. I'm angry. Okay, I need to take a deep breath. I need to think about what I want. I want to get out of here with happy children and and, and fitness <laughs> my life. And I want, and, you know, of course, it's always a challenge. But again, you have to recognize the frustration in the first place. And then be, have a capable way of turning it off. And then th three seconds later, when your kid's screaming still or again, turn it off again. Turn it off again. And with practice of literally asking yourself, how do I handle interference to my desire? I don't want this kid super frustrated and sad. And, and again, it's your ego. All these people think that I'm a bad parent. And, and what is <laughs> this kid doing? And, uh, you know, breathe. How am I handling interference to my desire? I'm awesome. I can do this. It doesn't matter what these people think about what my kids are doing. I'm doing the best job that I can. Turn it off. Love yourself. Don't worry about what other people are thinking about. That's the ego. And again, it brings it back to the <clears throat> the Bible again and, and, and law of attraction and okay, all, all of these things. But the original step out of the Garden of Eden was when in the, in the stories, God comes in and says, hey, why are you wearing a fig leaf? How did you know? that you have the capability of being ashamed. And they literally put fig leaves on because they didn't want other people to see them naked because they felt ashamed. And God's saying, wait, how did you know that you could feel insecurity from what other people are thinking? You took a bite out of the apple. You're thinking about what somebody else is thinking. Turn it off. Get back wow. into the garden. Don't worry about what other people are thinking about. It's right there. They put on fig leaves because of shame. Shame comes from thinking what other people are thinking about you. Turn it off. How do you do that? Find something awesome. Be thankful. Reset your goal. Keep walking. Wow. This is wonderful. Now, you, your two new books coming out, uh, like December? <clears throat> Probably, yeah, hopefully. I'm trying to get them out. I'm busy with work. Work is busy. Um, and family and other things, yes. Uh, but I, I have the first cut of the illustrations. I think uh, there's definitely book five. So the series itself really is going to be five. And I, I'm assuming it's going to stop there. Every every time I, I finished a book, I knew there was going to be another one. I'm not certain there will be this time. I think five is the end. But six is sort of a just a general thing. I sort of witness it uh Literally, as you know, the book uh, "All the Places You'll Go" by Dr. Seuss. Oh yeah, it's it's a favorite at graduation. Parents give to their kids. You know, people give to their nephews, nieces. So this is a short, short book, just sort of about that. And it's not as it's not as awesome as as Dr. Seuss's book by any means, but but um, it's probably more direct and um, in a message between yourself and someone you love so what is the message 
that you will be telling your children as they grow into the teenage years because you're building such a great foundation now that they probably will skip over a lot of the problems that kids have later on not knowing who they are or not knowing or recognizing their own power the messages are the same they're not going to change and and my children uh have frustrations and failures and and uh like every other kid okay but at least we're we're i'm trying to build a foundation of understanding that everyone's going to witness frustration everyone's going to witness failure you know at some point or what they perceive as failure everyone's going to witness the things we're going to 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 be going through you can't in my opinion break them down anymore so find something awesome be thankful set your image love yourself walk forward those will always be the messages to my kids they're not going to change and um as I think they get older, I don't know. You know, they're they're going to understand different parts of of what I say uh, as they get older. I hope they get all the way to to book five, um, and they they discover themselves. They discover the capability of the power of gratitude. They discover that they can love themselves. They they discover that the world responds. You know, I mean, anybody that challenges that, I, do they use the word pray? Do they use the word prayer? What is prayer? Prayers creating an image and asking for it. How do you do that? You know, how do you fuel it correctly? How to fuel it incorrectly? You know, what's a yeah. sin? A sin is fueling your your rocket ship with the wrong fuel. <laughs> it's 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 uh, trying to. I mean, every one of them, the seven deadly, right? They're they're all ways of getting energy from your ego, from other people. Every single one of them. Parents <laughs> want their kids to be happy, safe secure loving and kind right that's what every parent on this planet wants right right and how and and, yeah and how do we do it you just told us how this is an important message i want everybody to go find find something awesome right now on the computer i want you to buy that series of books buy a couple of series because there's kids that you've got to give them out to right now that need this. You can change the situation. You can help them discover their power. And this is what you came here, Mr. Matt Scott, to achieve. And you are a blessing to this world. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, it's been fun. It really, <laughs> I appreciate your, your, uh, your, uh, love for what I do and what you're doing. I mean, this is, in my opinion, you know, we all turn on the television and and see what's going on. Yeah. And um, I, I'm certain that you understand, you know, the roots of what's going on. Um, teaching people these lessons eliminates every single uh, right. controversy that we see. I, I'm convinced. And so the more people that understand what you're doing, understand the messages that, that need to be understood, the less uh, the, the less strife we're going to see. The heartbreak. The, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. We are, you're helping the world to evolve and it's really simple to do. So uh, please tell us where we can get these books from. Where do we go on the net or, and they're on the the bookstores or what? I have a website. It's www.findsomethingawesome.com. It's www.findsomethingawesome.com. On there, you can buy from Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or um, the publisher that that uh, published my books is uh, Mascot Books. Okay, great. So this is terrific. Now. Um, the next issue of Law of Attraction magazine, I'm going to be featuring two more books, uh, or at least one book, because it, it, the storyline is so wonderful that, again, I really want to make sure people get this book for up until Christmas. Cool. So I um, uh, want to make sure that people realize that this is a great Christmas gift. Yeah, yeah, and giving you receive. Yeah, because you're giving 
the gift of knowledge and you're going to gain it back so yep. this is great so thank you so much mr matt scott as i said before you're a blessing to this world keep it up and i want you to come back on the show and let's talk about your book number five and book number six okay. because i think that's going to really be fantastic um, and congratulations. I really do proclaim you to be the new Dr. Seuss. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.